You're listening to the Broke to Booked Out podcast. I'm your host, Savannah Mycamp. I help photographers charge more confidently, book clients repeatedly, and run a balanced business profitably. Whether you're a new photographer looking to grow or a seasoned pro looking to scale, join me and my students as we pull back the curtain of what it takes to go from barely booking clients to becoming in demand and booked out. So I'm so happy that you're on today. How's the neighborhood? I saw you move. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, we actually moved. You're like next to my house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And I was like, I was thinking about that I was moving. I was like, oh, shoot. I am moving into the house that was right next to Leah's where she grew up. I know. It's so I funny. It. I think it's hilarious that you live in the same neighborhood as me growing up. Like, it is hysterical to me. Cause I was like, I watch all of your stories. Like when you take the kids for walks or, and you know, and it's just now getting nice again. It's like, oh yeah, that's where I like fell and scraped my knee. And that's like, crazy. we used to like harvest like cattails in those ditches because Aww. they fill up with water and they grow cattails. I love uh, it. So. Isn't that funny? Oh. Yeah. oh, look, there's my giant tree. Like my tree that used to be really tiny and now it's giant. Like. Aww. Next time you come down to visit family, you'll have to visit us. Oh, definitely. You can just like walk the neighborhood and I can tell you all the things. I, will. I can tell your kids like where like all the cool stuff is. <laughs> like this is the best dirt. These are uh, where you get rocks. <laughs> I love it. They would love that for sure. Oh my goodness. So how have things been? Well, okay. Sorry. We'll have to, we'll catch up, but, but. Well, we can, we can do whatever. <laughs> like I just, I blocked out time for you girl. So like. Okay. You're one of my favorite people. Oh, and as you are to me, I'm, I am so happy that you're on, especially because I feel like a lot of my current audience was where you were when we first met. And oh, I so, see that constantly in your stories. I'm like, how are you? Like, you're talking to me like two years ago. I know. <laughs> I know. And it just, it just brings me back because like being able to see everything that you've done and are doing now, like, it's just so fun to watch. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I definitely wanted to have you on because I feel like you're really good at being able to articulate the things that you were able to do to get to where you want to, where you wanted to be. And, and I knew that whatever information that you have to share would be so helpful with, with any listeners. So I wanted oh. to start by diving in and I was, I just wanted you to walk me through kind of where you were at, maybe even before we met or, or talk to me first about how, um, like your journey was actually getting into, wedding photography because you were a full-blown you were full-time when we met and you you were so talk to me about kind of how you got into it to start I know that you picked up the camera when you were I was little I was I was 16 which we won't go into how long ago that was because I'm old I'm older than most photographers I feel like right now or acting you're good I mean anyway so yeah I've been shooting since I was 16 and that's like pretty much half my life, uh, any, probably more than half my life if we were to like really do the math. Um, and I've always had like a camera with me pretty much with the exception of it, like a couple of life events. Like it was the way I, um, like kind of captured the world and processed things that were going on. I loved it like in, as a creative outlet and 
it was always just a fun thing for me. And then I moved to Texas after being in California for a couple of years. And that's a whole nother story. But um, I ended up in a job that I was able to like, kind of, and in a community that would you, you know, it's that typical, like, oh, Leah has a cool camera. Like, let's have her do, it's very typical, you know, like, let's have her do our family photos. Let's have her do my like graduation photos. And it just, you know, it's that very, you know, typical starts as a hobby that you kind of charge a little bit of like fun money for, and it's enjoyable. And then um, I transitioned into a different job with a clothing boutique in my town that I live in. And I suddenly was shooting like fashion and social media, like for social media, making sure outfits, you know, would look good and what we were posting there. And I really fell in love with like the creative aspect of like how to, you know, showcase clothing through photography. Mm. And part of that job, um, the, the owner started doing like a, oh, what would you call it? Like a personal development as part of her team building for her business. So she brought in like a personal coach. And so we would coach as a team to move the business forward. But then we were also able to utilize that time personally to work on things that we wanted to grow in personally. Cause she really believed that if you were growing personally, the business was also growing. Yeah. Um, so through that, I was like, well, I've never really put a whole ton of energy into photography. And this is probably like, this would have been like nine years ago now. So what would happen if I turned a little bit more focused there? And, um, I got in with another photographer that was local and started second shooting for her at weddings. I hadn't really like wanted to take on weddings. It was so much pressure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I was like, well, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I enjoyed second shooting. And so I second shot for this photographer here. That's, uh, pretty well known here in the area and like the San Antonio Hill country area. And I shot for her for like almost two years, had a blast, learned a ton. If uh, there's one thing, if you're trying to get into wedding photography, second shoot, second shoot, second shoot, second shoot. You may not be able to use it all for your portfolio, but if you're paying attention and you're learning from the flow of the day and from the lead photographer, like you can't, you can't learn that like in any kind of course mm-hmm. or it's you learn it hard like the hard way if you just do it by yourself you know what I mean so that was that was a big push forward uh, with confidence and then I just started getting like little like photography requests so it's like you know my first wedding was like $800 and <laughs> like they didn't even have reception coverage you know and it just kind of progressed from there and started building a little bit more every year and then I was able to quit my full-time job um, my husband had a full-time job and so we're like well this is my husband actually came to me he's like you can't work two full-time jobs anymore because photography had built just enough that it was like taking all of my nights and weekends So it was like, you have to choose one. And I decided that like, I'd never like, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff for myself, but I'm always serving other people's businesses and working for other people. I was like, well, I'm going to give myself the opportunity to choose myself and my business. 
and see what happens. Worst case scenario, I have to find a new job. Mm -hmm. Um, And we already had my husband, Tim, as like the support, like we could manage everything Mm -hmm. while I built. And so that was two years before I found you. Um, two and a half ish years and things were good. So you decided to like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to pursue. So, so yeah, go into what those two years were like, like, what were you feeling? What were, what were your struggles as you, um, a lot of it, what I struggled with was not knowing anything. (laughs) I knew how to shoot. I knew how to be super personable, you know, and that was a time where you would like meet your couples, like in a coffee shop and like get to know them that way. Most of the time. And I shot like a lot of like smaller, you know, weddings here at our like smaller venues in the local area. And a lot of it was just kind of figuring out, um, figuring out my brand, figuring out like the back end of things, like what works, what doesn't work, how many times I would like use everything was like in a, in a Excel spreadsheet instead of well-organized in a CRM, you know, like trying to do the minimal possible building my own website. Um, cause I had history doing that for another company. So I probably a little bit more knowledgeable than the main, like a regular startup person, not coming from that kind of industry. So like just doing a lot of it myself and kind of just like seeing what happens. Um, and it was, it was really good for like those couple of years. Like I was getting, you know, I still wanted more, but I was getting enough that I was like replacing my income every year. Um, we were able to like buy a house in there along with my husband's full-time income and everything, but there was still just a lot of like, I don't know how to make things easier ever. It was like, shoot, edit, repeat you know, Mm -hmm. constantly. And, um, I really wanted it to work, but I knew I was working really hard. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, it doesn't look like anybody else on the inner, you know, in the photography community is working as hard as I am. (laughs) So I must be doing, you know, I must be having some disconnect here and there is what I was kind of feeling. So I was getting more frustrated as like time leading up to like 2019 and 2020 before like COVID ever happened. So I was getting a little bit more frustrated with, I wasn't getting, um, the leads that I really wanted. And I really wanted to be able to take less small stuff and pursue weddings a little bit more full time. And I didn't know what to do on the back end to make that smoother for my clients and smoother for me so that I didn't have to work as hard. Um, so I had started looking mid 2019 for some kind of like, and I'd bought some education and stuff here and there, but it's all like at your own pace, which is great, but it didn't, not everything worked the way my brain works. Mm, I love that. Um, So I would find bits and pieces. And so I had like this hodgepodge of a business, (laughs) like think like Mary Poppins bag. Like I could like, pull out this and like, I had like hodgepodge this business together and like, it was complicated to keep running. Um, and then fun fact for podcast viewers, uh, Savannah, uh, shot my little sister's wedding. Well, technically Savannah didn't shoot the wedding. Luke Luke shot, Luke shot the wedding. 
<laughs> because Savannah was not feeling well, which we yeah. later found out she was pregnant. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah, that you met Luke before we met. That's I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had only been on my radar as the photographers that killed it for my little sister, which was super mm. important for me because I wasn't shooting the wedding. I was participating in the oh. wedding and I needed I needed her to be taken care of, but I did a fantastic job. Um, Luke was so sweet. So was Tegan. It was fun. fun. Um, But that's how like you got on my radar. So obviously, you know, you shot my sister's wedding. I was going to follow you on the Instagrams. And then I think, was it December you started of that year ish or January? It was was shortly after it was winter. You started promoting, doing, um, taking on like one-on-one clients that you were just starting to like branch into that realm. And I knew that my little sister was super happy with your process. I kind of did a little like, you know, research, like who yeah. is this person? Cause we hadn't actually physically met. And I was like, I'm in a place that either I'm going to keep putting, like, I'm going to keep this jumbled, like hodgepodge of a business running and my husband's going to want to divorce me eventually because I, I can't keep on top of anything yeah. or he wasn't really going to divorce me just, right, no, to, be clear, <laughs> just to be clear, but we were both getting like increasingly frustrated yeah. with, and I was more so, which kind of bleeds over when you're married, mm-hmm. uh, that like, it can't be this hard yeah. <laughs> to keep a business running and to have it feel like it's thriving and going in the direction that you want it to go. So I reached out to you after one of like your little social media blasts and we had a call and I felt super good about moving forward with you. My husband took a little bit of convincing because it's an investment. Like it's more than just buying like a $200 course on editing or uh, you know, $150 course on like how to nail client calls. Like it requires a lot of faith in in yourself and your own business. Like, wait, am I worth it? Like, can I do this? I think it requires more belief in yourself to hire a coach Mm -hmm. than than the belief in the coach. Like, obviously you want the coach to be like, like running a thriving business, right? showing up the way you want to show up in areas like those are all important things but if you I had reached the point like if I don't do this for myself I'm just going to quit and because the stress is not worth it I'd rather just go deal with somebody else's headaches from nine to five and then be done at the end of the day um and so I was able to convince my husband's like babe this is like this is the thing Cause I don't know, I don't know stuff and I could spend so much time Googling on the internet, which is what I was doing anyway, how to figure out things and stuff that I didn't know that I needed like a freaking CRM. That like, took you forever to care. Like, I don't know. <laughs> and even then it was like, I don't know. My system works. Savannah, yeah. it's fine. I, like, that. I was like, oh my gosh, your life. <laughs> I should have like, that should have been the first thing we did anyway. <laughs> Don't sit on a CRM people. Um, anyway, so once he got like on board and gave me the okay, and then fun facts is that th- we started working together like a month before COVID hit. I remember that. 
oh hardcore. And so everything like ground to a screeching halt. I had one, I had started that year with the least amount of weddings I had ever had on my books in the previous two years of doing full-time. Like I'd been doing like probably 12, 10, 12, maybe 15 Mm -hmm. between like little elopements and stuff before you. And I knew that I wanted to like double that, Mm -hmm. but I had, and part of my like minor panic going into 2020 and before COVID hiring you is because I had like four weddings booked and I was so worried for my career, for my, my, my livelihood. Like I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Like I would do client calls and it'd be like, we've gone with somebody else. And I just, I didn't know what, what to do anymore. So, um, we started working together and 2020 hit and it ended up being a good thing that I only had like four weddings on the books because I could move my clients around super, super easy when I know every other, I felt bad for every other photographer. Rescheduled. They had to, we're rescheduling the photographer that I mentioned that I had second shot for. She was rescheduling like 30 weddings. Wow. That's good timing. Yeah. And so like, I felt really lucky. And even then I like, I was contacting other photographers saying, Hey, I have dates available and I would happy, be happy to help you out Mm -hmm. if you need it. Like if you can't like reschedule or, you know, whatever's happening, like I've got dates available, you know? So. Yeah. I remember there being a good period of time where you're like, I actually have time to implement everything that we're focusing on everything so that it was all set up for when those bookings did come through. Yeah. And like I put in the work, um, we, you convinced me that a CRM was the God's gift to photographers, which it pretty much is. Um, and you did like your whole website, like you did so much coffee, like I felt, you know, since I've been shooting for so long, I felt really confident in my portfolio. And so it was really only like business things that we really had to focus on. There wasn't like me having to go out and shoot and build portfolio build or anything like that. Like I still did some second, some like, do you want to call it like a style shoots Mm -hmm. because I wanted some stuff, but we really just like hit business stuff super hard. And I had the time to work on it because everybody was locked in their houses. <laughs> you did. You did so much. I was, I remember being like thoroughly impressed. I was like, she's like, yeah, I did all of it. I'm like, oh, okay. We're moving okay. on. <laughs> I love it. Um, so that was just like, I, I still like anytime somebody like contacts me about you, like, Hey, is Savannah work it worth it? I'm just like, yeah, she kind of like saved my business in oh my during God. the middle of a pandemic. Like we worked together to do this, but like, I don't, I don't know that I, I would still be in, on the struggle bus for sure. And now I'm on the struggle bus for other reasons, like having 30 weddings this year. <laughs> too many weddings. I love it. Too many weddings. And well, not really. I love the weddings. It's the little things that get me. Yeah. Like everybody's like, hey, can you do my family session? Like, of course. And now I'm shooting every day for like the and next two like, weeks. Like, okay. Oops. <laughs> Savannah would like, there's different struggles now. But um, there was so much in 
like having a direction and being able to like, this is be able to like kind of spew out to you. This is where I would like to be, but I don't know how to get there. And then you taking all of that info from my head and breaking it down into, okay, this week you're going to work on these five things. And then we'll talk next week. Don't do anything else. Mm -hmm. Don't even think about anything else because I needed that like hyper-focus from like an outside source mm -hmm. because then I'm like, but what about this thing? She's like, no, no, we're going to stay here. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh. And being able to like, just kind of like take the jumbled mess and the hodgepodge and be like, okay, let's put this block here and put this block here. And this is how we build a pretty like photography castle. <laughs> I love it. So looking back at like that time period when you were making all of those changes and and you started to see things happening, how did you feel as like things were slowly starting to come together? Like, did you feel like, oh my gosh, like this is like, I don't recognize this business. Or do you feel like, you know what? I put in a lot of work and I can see that now. And I can see, like, walk me through what you were feeling when you could start to see that all the hard work that you did were, was paying off. I felt like I could finally enjoy the time not doing work. Like I enjoy, like me working is not a problem. I in, probably enjoy it. And my husband kind of calls me a low key workaholic. Like I can just like go. Right. But being the main thing, yes, we organized, but by organizing the business, I was able to like enjoy walks with my husband without thinking about like the shoot I had like that evening. I was, you know, able to really like put some separation between the two because yeah. the business had things that were like moving on autopilot that I didn't have to constantly babysit. Or I had like specific task lists, task lists and like milestones with each client. And if it wasn't like a day where they got communication, like I didn't have to con like contact them. Mm -hmm. um, and so by working on the business, I was able to put in better boundaries and actually enjoy the life that my business was giving me instead of just being like the business is my life. I love that. Um, I mean, that it's just, it was a, it was a, it was not what I was expecting to get out of working with a coach mm -hmm. either. Like I figured it was just, it was going to like stay in this compartment and like I remember texting you one time after Tim and I was, Tim and I were walking and I was like, I said something to the effect of like, Tim was super happy, like happy on our walk today and mentioned how thankful he is that like, I can disconnect because of like the stuff we're working on. And you're like, that's a big win because like the husbands need to like be on board too, or the partners, you know, like yeah. it was just kind of like that, like okay, it is working, you know, kind of a moment, which was really fun. Oh, no, I love, I remember when you, you sent me that message and it hit me then like, like how, how much of an impact it can truly be when you feel secure in your business, mm -hmm. then like you, you feel safe to like give, to have a break. You know what I mean? Like personalities yeah. like you and I, like like we're so determined we won't stop until it's done until we feel good about it and it does impact everyone else around us and it makes relationships hard and it puts stress yes. on on places where don't where it doesn't need to be but like even just that feeling of having support 
in that area mm-hmm. can just help us, you know, be able to give our energy to the things that really matter. And not that yeah. your business doesn't. It's just it comes so easy for us to give everything to yeah. our business that it's a, it's a different change being like, no, I need to like, that's okay. I don't have to worry about that right now. And I still get, I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, we're going through a little bit of a season right now. April is really busy in in Texas for for stuff. And so we're kind of going through a little season where we're having to make adjustments and being like, hey, you're working until 9 p.m. because you took on too much. So let's like step back and like, what do we need to like reprioritize? You know? Yeah. And that's something that keeps coming up in my conversations with students too, is sometimes we don't prioritize like our future self. <laughs> like we're like, yes. oh, well, let's put all of the problems on a future me because right now we'll book it and it will be fine. And then future. Yeah. It's like May, May, me, May, me, like the month of May, May, me will be a better me than April me. <laughs> exactly. And my husband is like, like, I'm sure we're not allowed to swear on your podcast, but like, what the F? Like, are you doing to our life right now? Yeah. We were fine. March, you was great. Why is April you so like manic? Yeah. And it's hard. And it's, oh my gosh. And it's so hard because it's also like putting boundaries with yourself. Like, I feel like sometimes we get in that feast of famine mode of like, if I don't take this, then nothing ever is going to come again. So it's like, it's so easy to like accept it. But it also is a part of us trusting in ourselves and trusting in our business that we'll get the bookings as they come and we'll get them as we need them. Overbooking is not going to help the situation. Like you have these patterns from like, I feel like I've got some like very unhealthy like habits still that like I default into under stress from before having like coaching with you of, oh, I only have two wedding, three weddings booked in May. Uh, and so I need money in April to make up for the fact that I only have three weddings in May versus being more like, but like, but I have four weddings, but I have four weddings in June. All that money's coming in May. I didn't need to like take every like little thing. So having like a bigger picture view of things like in front of you, I think is super important. And I also think that's where like the community, like community comes in too. So mm, being able to have like a place to like process that stuff while you're going through it, you know, it's huge. And it's huge because mm. some, some photographers have that support or they have other friends who understand or that's, or yeah. who's in entrepreneurship, but if your partner isn't in that with you and you don't have friends who like either own their own business or also yeah. in creative in that way, it can be very isolating and very alone. So being able to find that community definitely, yeah. definitely is huge. But yeah. so looking back, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy at everything you're doing now and I'm so proud of you. But looking back to like where you were two years ago, being, you know, being full time, like seeing that fork in the road of... I'm doing doing so much. I either have to commit even further and make a real go of this, or I got to stop and do something else because what I'm doing right now is not working. If you, I mean, what advice would you give photographers who are kind of at that same point or having those same feelings now? 
other than hire Savannah? <laughs> other than Savannah. Uh, other than hiring Savannah. Anyway, sorry. I think you need to like step back and like take a moment, like take a weekend, whatever it is, and be like, is, and really evaluate hard. Like, what is the life you want? Is what you're doing going to get you there? Or is it going to like get you there under struggle? Like, um, like, are you going to be happy getting there? Um, is what you're doing going to like get you there under struggle or is it going to get you there and you're going to be happy about getting there? Mm, Um, because the life you want, like, yeah, you can struggle, but you're not going to enjoy the ride. And probably the people you're taking with you aren't going to enjoy the ride either. True. (laughs) true. Which is things that I learned. Like my husband now works with me. And so we like photography is the only income. And so we still have to like powwow and be like, where are we going? What are we doing? And are what is what we're doing going to get us there under struggle? Or are we going to be able to thrive getting there and enjoy, enjoy the ride? And I would rather enjoy the ride than like struggle the whole way. And when you're just starting out, I mean, even like, you could be, have been doing this for 10 years and now you want to take photography in a different way, in a different direction. And you don't know how to get there just because you've been doing it for 10 years. Does not mean you're like, Oh, I know what to do to like push exactly. the needle in a different, you know, path or direction. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, evaluate, where do you want to go? Is what you're doing going to get you there under struggle or, are you, or are you going to enjoy the journey? If you're going to get there under struggle, is that really what you want to do? Probably not. Mm-hmm. And find somebody who's been through the struggle, like getting there through the struggle, mm-hmm. because you can get so many like shortcuts. Exactly. <laughs> the shortcuts are so worth it mm-hmm. versus like hodgepodging courses or and and trying to like navigate things on your own. Like if we're driving between two cities, you're going to take the shortest route because you want to avoid traffic. You need to do that in your business too, because it's just not worth struggling to get to the end point. And I think a lot of, that's what a lot of people don't realize is they automatically assume well, the struggle is part of the journey. This is what everyone has to go through. And and in a way that's true, but I think people don't realize like there also is an easier, like it doesn't have to be, like it doesn't have to be all struggle. And I think especially as artists, as photographers, we think like, oh, well, if you're not struggling, then are you even real? You know what I mean? Are you working? Exactly. The the starving artist attitude, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. I think that's a new thought for a lot of people. Yeah. And like maybe struggle over normal things yeah. like how to set up an LLC, but yeah, hire a lawyer to do it. Like buying a domain, like what's the best way to serve your clients? What's the, mm-hmm. or what's the best way for you in your business to serve your clients? Like how to put together a a bomb workflow right 
to, to like ease off like your nine to five. So like your business is working for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, let's struggle with like normal stuff, like get the help to like create a business that's going to work for you. So you're not, so you can enjoy where you're going. I love that. I so mean, looking at you don't the- get any medals. You don't get any medals as a photographer struggling to get there. Exactly. Nobody is being like, oh my God, look at, look at her struggle and, and like get like doing the thing. And it makes, and and the people who are struggling look at others who aren't and being like, and then they like, well, that's the worst. They down, they're like, oh, well, and they start justifying or like resenting them in their heads because it seems like they got it so easy. It's like, well, I mean, just because you're struggling doesn't mean, you know what I mean? Like they start comparing themselves to other people like, well, they started after me and they're way ahead of I will. You know what I mean? Yeah. But everybody's businesses are doing, I can't run my business the same way as somebody who has a partner that works full time. Exactly. I have to transition into things differently Mm -hmm. because we have to have consistent income. Uh, You know, like my business, the, the thing that like helped me, one of the things that helped me the most is being able to like, talk to other photographers about their business and understand like that's not necessarily the way I should or or need to mm-hmm. run my business which is what a coach is so helpful in is like what works for your business what are your needs what is your process what do you need to have come in monthly so that you can pay your bills like super basic stuff um and let's start there and then we can transition to being a $10,000 photographer, right? you know, or, or whatever those like end goals are, but that process is going to be a little bit different for everyone. And that's where like courses are great for like small blocks of information to help, like you gain knowledge on a specific thing, but a coach is going to move you through that information in a way that it tailors it Mm -hmm. to your lifestyle and your business. And that's, what's worth the money. I love that. That's so true. And I was thinking while you were mentioning that, like comparing ourselves to other people's businesses too is such a huge thing for a lot of people. But also remembering like we're seeing such a small highlight of of the journey of other photographers too. Social media is not real, guys. No, <laughs> no. And like, and I see like other moms like, I don't know how people, like, I don't know how this photographer does it. She has kids and I have kids and she's doing so. I'm like, she might have full-time help. Like she might have her grandparents watching the kids five days. Like you don't yeah. see that. And you don't she have somebody that. editing for her. Exactly. Like my husband calls for me and most of my photographers are like, oh my gosh, that is so helpful. I still do all yes. of my own editing, but like but half, half of the workload is gone because my husband does it for me. And so some photographers can look at my like four, I'm sure they can look at my four week turnaround for a wedding and be and like, be jealous ah. of and be jealous. And I'm kind of like, yeah, be jealous. But <laughs> <laughs> I worked hard to like have this process that yeah. like four weeks out from, for somebody's wedding, they get their, yeah. their full gallery, okay. you know, and they're not waiting four months. And, but that's not the process for everybody. I know, uh, like book, like big name photographers that their turnaround is four months. Yeah. You're waiting for their photo, fo- your photos, but that's their business. Exactly. You know, and it's neither an excuse to like, Oh, I, I can deliver in four months, but mine's not also like the, 
Leah delivers in four weeks. I have to do it. Like if it doesn't work for your your business, business. if it doesn't work for your business, it doesn't work, you know? Exactly. So looking back at those, like that transformative time of when you were making all these changes, when you were seeing everything happen, Mm -hmm. what do you feel like were some of the key things that once you started implementing, you started seeing results? Funny enough, letting go of some stuff. Because Savannah knows that I'm a con- like we like control. Yeah. We're <laughs> we're high level control people. Yeah. Um, and letting letting the you know implementing like on a like practical level of letting go, implementing workflows and um, in a CRM. But that was an overall like thing of letting go that I didn't have to be the one to like push send every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. Um, that was definitely one of the biggest things. Um, and like having the accountability to like do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's always going to be like the next thing and you can like take in a lot of info, but if you're not do doing and doing the stuff like is it you could you could hire a coach go through three months of coaching and still not have moved your business forward because you did the bare minimum yeah um if you're not in a place to like do the work Mm -hmm. then you're not gonna see the result and I think I was in a really like you know I'll I'll thank COVID like all day long because it slowed me down enough to sit down and do all the things that I was like putting off. And then with you as the accountability to like next week, you have to like check in and make like, I need to know tomorrow that you did this thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, those were probably like the, the big, the big hitters in that um, doing the work and then letting go of some letting, letting automations and like, even just letting go of some tasks, like, why do you need to do that? Like, because I've always done it that way, like, but you don't, but does it move the needle? Does it mm-hmm. give your client a better experience? No, not really. Then don't do it. Mm-hmm. Don't spend time there. I love it. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing of like knowing how and where to spend our energy. I feel like that was a big thing that we worked on. Yeah. Just like knowing what things are going to move us forward, what things don't really need like and it's funny because sometimes like you said we get so caught up in our own oh this is how I've always done it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we're just not able to see a different side of you because we don't have a different side of you like that's just how we see things and yeah. so to have someone else come in and show like oh this is a totally different way of seeing it like that's that's huge and I think that's what a lot of people can be missing um when when it's just you you know when it's just yeah. you doing the work and not knowing if something's working or not and then until yeah. you learn from six months down the road that, oh, actually that wasn't working. Right. And then there's all that time. Yeah, for sure. And um, it's, and it's like, I, I still use things like that we, that I learned working with you closely. Cause we're, we still like talk and stuff like that, you know, through groups and like texts and things like that. And like, there's still stuff that I implement, like, and that, that one of the big, one of the things that like, I wasn't ready for when we work together, but I am ready now be, is letting go more of things and like outsourcing mm. like responsibilities. 
which is what, you know, like I outsourced culling to my husband. Like that was a huge step for me because like, this is my art as a photographer. Like this is, this is my thing. Like nobody can, nobody can do this part better than me. And it's a lie we tell ourselves to stay in control and in this like really bad cycle. And so like being, so I wasn't ready to hear like, you know, you can let more go than just like emails, mm-hmm. you know? So now I have somebody doing like my, my, uh, Instagram yeah. for, for me, you know, my husband calls for me. Um, I'm switching CRMs. Don't do this in the middle of a busy season, guys. I'm going to tell you right now, please, please don't like call me and I'll tell you six ways <laughs> why not to move CRMs in the middle of a busy season, but I am. Um, but I have the, the girl that does my social media. She's also a VA. So I've, I was like, you know what? I have to make this transition to move the needle to the next place. Exactly. And that's going to take more than I have. So I'm going to pay somebody to like live their best life and help me out. Like it's not taking away from my business to hire somebody. It's helping somebody else in theirs as well, and because they're getting to do something. you know, that they love. And it's allowing you to focus where you really need to focus on what really matters from you. Cause yeah. And I I love that you mentioned, like, it takes letting go of that thought of, you know, nobody else can do it better than we, you know, but really in letting go of that control, you gain more control of your business. Yeah. Over the things that like really matter, not like what photo is going on Instagram today. Mm-hmm. like why spend three hours trying I, I had a I had a conversation with a photographer like last week we had lunch and she was telling me her struggles with social media and she had like I kid you not she had like two months of social media planned but never posted because she's like I don't know if I like these photos enough to like post them and I was like girl here is my girl's number you give her your feed let her schedule them and let it go and go work on your workflows that you like, don't have in place yes like your energy like, needs to be she's spent. like but most of my clients come through instagram they still will this is a beautiful feed let this go a little so that you can have a better back end flow so now i'm like i'm like i just sounded like savannah <laughs> like all it. the <laughs> But like control is great, but not when it's in the wrong place. No, that is so true. Oh my goodness. You have dropped so many good gems, Leah. It's been so fun getting to like... I didn't think I had gems. (laughs) You do. It's so fun to like walk back through, you know, our time, like before I met you and met like, and seeing how much everything has changed and, and seeing how it's like, yeah, now we have new struggles, but they're better struggles and we can, you know, so... And it doesn't eliminate, you know, you can still fall back in the habits, but like, you're like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I need to like, yes, you're aware switch, of it, pivot, whatever. Or you post in the group and somebody is like, what are you doing? You're like, oh, yeah. That's right. You're right. You're like, you're right. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah. But this has been like so instrumental. And, and I know that when others who are feeling in that same spot that you did before hear how you've been able to work through it and get out of it, like that's such a confidence booster and it lets them know that like, okay, I can do this too, which is a huge part of, of why I want to start this podcast was just to show, Hey, other people were where you're at and look at them now. 
And so thank you so much for sharing kind of your story and your journey. And I can't wait to see how the next few years go for you. I know it's going to be exciting. Thank you, Savannah. I appreciate it. Okay. We'll have to have you on soon (laughs) again. Yeah, for sure. After I've shot 30 weddings this year, I'll let you know how that goes. (laughs) I love it. Thank you for tuning in to the Broke to Booked Out podcast. If you love what you heard today, make sure to let me know and share with a friend. I love seeing you all tagging me and posting about what you're doing on the daily as you listen. Also, if you leave a review, it helps others get to know about the Broke to Booked Out community so they can benefit as well. If you're wanting to know how to join B2B, my signature group coaching program, the link will be in the description below, as well as other ways to work together. And as always, I wish you the best in your business and I'll catch you on the next episode.